chain. Looking up, he could not see the top. It appeared to be lost in the clouds. He tried shaking it and found it was firm and solid. He quickly made up his mind to climb to the top in order to seek his fortune and ran to tell his mother what he meant to do, not doubting that she would be as pleased as he was. She begged him not to go. She said it would break her heart if he did. She begged in vain for Jack set out and climbing for some hours reached the top of the beanstalk, tired and quite worn out. Looking around, he found himself in a strange country. It appeared to be a barren desert. Not a tree, shrub, house, or living creature was to be seen. Here and there were scattered fragments of stone, and at unequal distances, small heaps of earth were loosely thrown together. Jack seated himself sadly upon a block of stone and thought of his mother. He thought of her sorrow because he climbed the beanstalk against her will, and after a while began to feel very hungry. He walked on, hoping to find a house where he might ask for something to eat and drink. Presently, he saw in the distance a handsome young woman. As she approached, Jack could not help admiring her for her beauty. She was dressed in the most elegant style and had a small white wand in her hand, on top of which was a peacock of pure gold. She came up to him and with a sweet smile, asked how he'd come there. Jack told her all about the beanstalk. She asked him if he remembered his father. He replied that he did not and added there must be some mystery about him because when he asked his mother about his father, she always would weep and would tell him nothing. He could not help noticing that she would never answer his questions and she even seemed afraid of seeking as if there was some secret connected with his father's history which she must not tell. The young woman replied, I will tell you the whole story. Your mother must not do so. But before I begin, I require a solemn promise on your part to do what I tell you. I am a fairy, and if you do not perform exactly what I desire, you will be punished. Jack was frightened, but promised to do exactly as she asked him. And the fairy then said, Your father was a rich man. He was very good to the poor and constantly helped them. He made it a rule never to let a day pass without doing good for someone. On one day of the week, he kept open house and invited only those who were poor, but had once lived well. He always sat at the head of the table himself and did all in his power to make his guests comfortable. The rich and the great, however, were not invited. The servants were all happy and greatly loved their master and mistress. Now a giant lived a great many miles off, and he was altogether as wicked as your father was good. He was envious and cruel, but he was good at hiding these things. This giant was poor, and he wished to get rich no matter how. Hearing your father spoken of, he thought it would be a good thing to make friends with him and get into his good graces. He moved quickly into your neighborhood, 
where he pretended he was a gentleman who had just lost all he had by an earthquake and found it difficult to escape with his life. Your father believed his story and pitied him. He gave him handsome rooms in his own house and caused him and his wife to be treated like visitors of importance, little imagining what the giant was planning. Things went on in this way for some time, the giant becoming daily more impatient to carry out his plan. At last his chance came. Your father's house was at some distance from the seashore, but with a glass the coast could be seen clearly. One day, the giant was using the telescope. The wind was very high, and he saw a fleet of ships in distress off the rock. He hastened to your father, mentioned the circumstance, and eagerly begged him to send all the servants he could spare to help. Everyone was at once sent off, except the porter and your nurse. The giant then joined your father in the study and killed him.